This week in Maroon and Bold, the guys will discuss Larry Austin's first game as a CMU Chippewa on the men's basketball team and talk about the final home game of the football season. What's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm CM Life Sports Editor Dylan Getz here with beat writer Andy McDonald. Uh, it's week 11 here on, on campus. We're finally getting to that time where we're transitioning a little bit more to those winter sports, those basketballs, those wrestlings. Uh, we're trucking through. We're making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could definitely say that. Everything besides the cold weather is kind of – the fact they're saying it might snow two inches on Saturday is oh. kind of like eating me alive inside because yeah. I hate the snow. Yeah, and just driving here, I mean, we're recording this at like 6, 6.30 on Thursday night, and it's like pitch black outside yeah, already. Yeah, the, like, the hour change is definitely oh. definitely makes everything just, I don't know, it just kind of brings you down a little bit when you don't see sunlight at all, because mm-hmm. you just don't see yeah. a lot of it in Mount Pleasant this right. time of the year. <laughs> yeah, you go to class in the morning, it's pretty bright, and then you just, you're already out of class, and it's like pitch black. Pitch black, outside. yep. So <laughs> That's the worst. Forget doing anything yeah. outside for, I guess, like two or three months. <laughs> this is uh, the 10th Maroon Bowl of the semester. We're going to be talking some men's basketball. Uh, with Larry Austin's uh, kind of somewhat return, I mean he he set out their their first exhibition game, and then we'll we'll talk some GMU football. Uh, starting with Larry Austin though, on a high note, first yeah. first what thirty seconds of the game, it was the had, first possession, first possession yeah, from yeah. Concordia. Yeah, it was. Uh, so so tell me, walk me through that play. What what happened there? Well, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm covering the game, so I'm like going through my you know first start tweets like oh I just tipped whatever trying to get it out mm-hmm. there and before I even know I like Lily I'm looking up from my computer and like obviously the crowd react I mean it was a pretty good crowd that's the first thing I want to say is like like there actually was a decent crowd They're, like both sides pretty full from the student section like it was pretty decent you know I mean you expect a lot of people I guess to go to an opening game I think even more it's just because like you know football's been so yeah. bad that everyone's just like can we have something that's yeah. good like to and they're, watch they're, they're wishing for you know something something good to watch something to entertain them uh you know it was pretty full I yeah mean, it, there was a significant amount of people there and, and that made it even better and they they fed off of it i mean they like the players themselves fed off and you could tell because larry he's he steals the ball runs mm-hmm. on the court and like i mean okay so evan evan who's not here tonight because he is covering the women's game he was you know sitting next to me at the time and they he dunks it down i just look at him and i'm like i told you i'm like i told you this yeah. guy can play like just the the way that he dunked the ball was just like this guy was recruited With to other flair, schools for a yeah. reason. Like there's a reason that he was like meant to play somewhere else or like should have had the chance. And, you know, that's what Keno kind of said after the game is that, you know, this is a kid that just never got a chance to play anywhere else. But ever since he's got here, he's had a great attitude. Like he's just wanted to play when they get in huddles, when they're down. Like he is the guy that points out his mistakes right away before he points out anybody else. And just by his vocals on the floor, like, I mean, like, obviously, I think the crowd helped a lot with right. it. They, you know, because two possessions later, he gets another steal and does the same exact thing and yeah, dunks it down. And then yeah. McKay gets a dunk. like a call, And they were just blowing him out at the start of the game. They forced yeah. a timeout. It was like 20 to like nine or yeah, something. They, yeah. I mean, they started the game on a 14 0 run. That, yeah. I, I know it's not a good team that they were playing against. So right. I'm not trying to hype it up in that way. And I wasn't but, trying yeah, to. That, that kind of win can can do yeah, that for just a team. The, just for the, team's way, that, for the sure. way they started the game was just so impressive. I mean, I didn't expect it. After what we saw last year for how long. And what I've seen since I've been here, I didn't expect it at all. I expected them to like stumble mm-hmm. out of the gate, still be kind of slow. A new team with a lot of new guys. I mean, right. plain and simple. And after the game, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most is you know asking Larry about how him and you know Roundtree they both you know Roundtree ended up with eighteen, he ended up with seventeen <laughs> yeah. points in the first half. They had like over forty percent of their scoring. Yeah. So like you know to see the backcourt being that good, he's like you know we were still a little off and stuff. I'm like if you were off in the first game and you actually think you can yeah, get better, like if they're like, if they're actually saying that because they think they can get better, a treat. it could be <laughs> it could be something that we didn't expect to see this much this year. And you know I 
I put out on Twitter my, what I project, where I projected him to finish. You know, this year I thought maybe fourth instead of last because mm-hmm. I do like these additions. I think that they're a lot a lot better than some people are going to give them credit for. It's just like you know when you're looking at it from a Mac perspective, you can't see what's going on behind closed doors. You can't see mm-hmm. like that. Exactly. You know, that some of these transfers might be better than what you would think, and a couple yeah, of them have already it, been. Division you know, we schools. heard a couple you know rumors that you know Larry Austin would be pretty sick. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't play for Xavier and you're re- recruited for all these all these other schools without having some talent, but. I didn't know. I didn't know he was gonna, you know, show out like that, like he did in his first game. I I missed the first the the steal and the dunk at first. I yeah. showed up a few minutes late just to uh, try to catch up on it before election night. Uh, just wanted to see their first game, so I stopped by and uh, <laughs> I didn't see the first uh, steal and dunk, but I saw. I did see uh, breakaway steal, and then you know he he was contended, went up for a layup, perfectly guarded him with his body. It was like textbook, you know. He, yeah, he hit it, but I mean, yeah, he he's he's good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. There's, I mean, it's it, it's a difference maker. Yeah, and their team. Not, I mean, not like you know, Kino said that the the ceiling for this kid. He doesn't know how high it is, like how good mm-hmm. he can be, but he knows he's gonna be a good player for them. And I I agree with every minute of it, just from watching his energy, and yeah. you know he. It's just, you know, okay, we, we've covered this team for, you and me have been here for a few years right. now, and it's like, you hear the things that Keno Davis say, says sometimes, and it doesn't actually come through and, like, fall through to full force. I mean, everything that he said that was going to happen in game one, I almost checked yeah. off my list. I yeah. mean, just the the full court defense throughout the whole game, I've never seen that with the Keno Davis team, and they mm-hmm. did it throughout the whole time. Now, he said that they're not going to be able to probably do it every game moving forward because yeah. they won't, you know, they got to get their 6 through 11 guys to be able to actually be able to rotate in enough. Because if you're going to play a full court press, those guys got to yeah, be, you know, they, 10 minutes a game. You got to play at least 10 deep, yeah, at you, least. Exactly. Yeah. You can't just be doing that the whole game or your starter's going to get tired, but he believes that that's actually going to be able to happen. And I can see it with this team, and not mm-hmm. necessarily say they're going to be world breakers because they can do it, yeah. but just they're kind of a lot of their backups and even some of their starters, like in that, especially down low, their athleticism, like uh, Romello Burrell, he, he was almost just as good as Rob Montgomery the other oh, night. Oh, yeah. They all can, you know, rotate in and play. Well, that, so I that, think you are going to see a lot of different people Yeah, that's the, the thing with with – even the whole like Davis family, like Kino's father, Tom, I think it's Tom Davis. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not remember. I think it's, I think it's Tom, but anyway, <laughs> Either way. Uh, he was a coach at Iowa when like Kevin Gamble played there before he went to the NBA and stuff. And like, the full court press, like that's like a family thing that they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they kind of instilled. That's something, that's how we won a lot at Drake mm-hmm. uh, when he took over for that one year and when he won uh, AP coach of the year, like they were pressing a lot. Uh, you know, they wouldn't do it every game because, you know, you can't afford to do that, especially in college basketball now. I mean, mm-hmm. not many teams are as deep as, you know, they might have used to be. But Very, um, very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there's um, one and dones and everything else. Yeah, I one mean, and dones. It, it it's just, it so yeah, rosters are a lot your thinner. Is, yeah, you know, so you, you got like Duke who's got like four all-stars. But yeah. <laughs> next year, I mean, they could be really bad yeah, because they're know. all going to be gone. Yeah. Exactly. Don't know these teams are going to be. Yeah, so – it's kind of interesting that he's that he's reincorporating that. It seemed like it really threw the other team off, but um, I'm excited to see. You know, what are they going to keep that up during Mac play or not? Yeah, I, I, I he said he expected it. He said you can expect to see it more. It's the first thing okay. he said. Like we will yeah. see it more, um, but it's just you know how much can they actually do it or keep up with it? I don't know. I'm really interested to watch them play tomorrow night. I, I know that Chicago State isn't much better of a team. They had three wins last year. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing that's going to, you know, show up that well. But if they can get these guys to play, you know, this this early in the season and get them in there, they might be better. And I can, like, a guy like Dallas Morgan, he's a better backup, I think, than what they have with Gavin Peppers last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's a better backup. And now instead of just having Sean Roundtree, you have Larry, too. I mean, it's just 
they almost have more depth at every position, and they're yeah. athletic enough that it makes me believe that because of their defense, they can be better. And I, I really think with guys like Kevin McKay and Larry that literally, I mean, I, you got to watch the foul trouble with Larry. He did mm. get two fouls very early, both really bad fouls, ones that shouldn't have happened. You know, it's kind of getting too hyped into the game the way yeah. that it was. He made, yeah. he, he just that tried happens, consistently you know, trying to get the, the heat check, yeah. but on defense almost is the way that you look at right. that. And he, you know, he just did that. A lot, and he, he got to slow down on that. But the way that they're aggressive and they attack, I mean, you know, Keto said to me they practice, and we both kind of laughed about it because it was almost an awkward question to ask. But yeah, you know, they got four goaltending calls against them the other <laughs> night, and three of them were on uh, uh, got Rob Montgomery. Yeah, Rob, and he's because he's just trying to swat the ball, just trying to swat every single time. <laughs> he like he apparently likes that block off the glass a lot. Yeah, and he said I'd rather see that than us just not having any aggression yeah. at all inside. And what have well, we that, seen? That was another thing that surprised me. Just when I stopped in, you know, for the game, I think he had at least one or two blocks oh, just yeah. when I was there you know I was only there for like 10 minutes you know I stayed for like the end of the first half uh like Rob Montgomery can play defense. Yeah, he can he can swap, man. He gets in there and he's aggressive. And that it's so surprising. Yeah, it's it's so surprising for us because like watching Luke Meyer, you know, he was like you know a liability on defense for exactly. the most part. You know, he'd put his arms up every once in a while, record a few blocks, but like. Rob was out, like Rob Montgomery was out there being aggressive and like you know waiting for that moment to, to and the more slap you play, something. The, only yeah, the oh, better yeah. you're gonna get. I mean, you're gonna get good at it if you keep doing it. And he, yeah, he's only listed as six six, but he plays like super big. Like he, does. he plays long. He plays he's like athletic, a center. He can jump. I yeah, mean, it's, he's it's, athletic and he's got long arms. Man, like <laughs> he's fun to watch when he's playing defense for sure. Listen, the first thing I said, like I don't want to overhype the team. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not saying they're going to mm-hmm. win the MAC conference because of one game they played. Right. I'm just saying they're a completely different look than they were last year. Like this yeah. is just a ten times different team than anything I've seen. Even when they had, you know, Racing and Keen, that was what did their offense do? <laughs> I mean, you saw they ran through <laughs> two people. Both of them, two yeah. people. They're not doing that right now. They, yeah. Kevin McKay, Sean Roundtree, and Larry Austin. Those yeah. guys will all, all score for Kevin them. Kevin McKay all year. had like twenty-seven. He points. He led the and game, he, and yeah. we haven't even really talked about him yet. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, like, and he, yeah, and he's one of their best. I mean, he's listed as a guard. He plays like to four, mm-hmm. sometimes five, and he's their best defender. When your yeah, best defender best can defender, score like that, that's yeah. that's a good thing to have. I mean. Yeah. They have and, people. And, and we're forgetting DeLeo. We're not even talking about, yeah, you know, I mean, some of the guys. He had the most guys. rebounds in the team again. He still still was getting mm-hmm. boards inside. He had 11 points. I mean, he's a good energy guy, too. Exactly. They, they and, and he can be more comfortable now because mm-hmm. they have two guys that can drive the hole with Larry and Sean consistently. They are not afraid to attack. Mm-hmm. Both those guys go at the rim. That's what they do. Yeah. And when he can just sit outside and wait for his shot, I mean, to be able to get it or even start probably midseason, right. I could see him getting a pump fake and driving the hole because you see him practice, but haven't mm-hmm. really seen enough in games yet. He still seems yeah, too comfortable with that three. three yeah. yeah, so, like, I mean, that's something I could see developing over time. But nevertheless, I just like the look of this team a lot more than I did yeah, all of I last mean, it's, season. Yeah, I it's surprising. I, I really didn't expect to to be saying this. I thought men's basketball, <laughs> like, I didn't think I'd get excited about it at all. And then I go and I see Rob Montgomery, you know, slap somebody off the glass. Exactly. And then I see, you know, Larry Austin with a, with a uh, you know, Pick they got pick a pass off and then you know perfectly lay it up in front of somebody else or in front of a defender. I mean, I, I was surprised and a, I, it, I didn't think Keno Davis and you know they, they would get this all together so early. But it, it seems like they they might have a shot this season of uh, you know turning some heads when they when they do get back from the Bahamas and this Junkanoo jam that they're in. I mean, they have a couple more you know games they should probably win against Siena Heights. Actually, Sam Houston State's not a bad program. I expect that to be a pretty good game, especially because yeah. Sam Houston's going the road. But then they stay in Texas and they play TCU, who's twentieth in the country right now. Yeah. And you know, I don't know how much they can gain out of this, like going to the Bahamas and whatever else. But that's when you're. I mean, if they can hang with a team like TCU, I mean, okay, 
they hung with Michigan last year and they didn't. Yeah. You know, Michigan went to the championship and they didn't. You know, CMU ended up being pretty bad by the end of the hey, year. Plus, I was like, that's what second, third game. Yeah, of the exactly. Year, you know? So you know, you, you can't really take away too much from it. Now this game would be like seven, eight games in. Yeah. So if they can hang with a team like TCU on the road, like that far away. That's when I'll be like, okay, this team actually might be better and be able to compete in the MAC more than we thought they're going to be able to. But yeah. until then, you can only take away so much. But from what I mean, what we've been able to see so far, ninety-eight points, only allowing sixty-seven from them. It's completely different than what we saw against Davenport. You know, kind of putting yeah, their, Davenport. That was a weird game. Yeah, like it's kind of putting their words to action, almost of saying that you know we didn't really care about the results. We were just trying to get everybody in that first game. Yeah, I think that Larry just seriously adds that much more energy to their team. And I will say that the crowd, I think, had a lot to do with it too. If they can keep getting crowds like that, mm. then it's going to help them. Yeah, worldly, it'll, it'll definitely. Worldly. They fed off of it. I mean, oh, the, yeah. when I see players slapping the floor and. Yelling the way they were. I mean, slapping on the floor. Oh, right, Larry, after the first couple of sessions, he was smacking it. I mean, right, yes. right in front of us. I mean, that I was like, man, I'm just happy college basketball's man, back in general. To be that's a dangerous honest, thing to do, though. You I, know, yeah. like first couple of minutes of a game, you always <laughs> see those videos when when March comes around. You'll see a you'll see a couple of videos of that guy slapping the court and then getting dunked. Yeah, on. exactly. Like, later on, this three getting, four protect. You don't want to feed your opponent too much either. Like to yeah, start going off. That's I always mean, just a little dangerous. You know, you better you better watch out if you're slapping but just, the court. But hey. You know, you like to fire. Roundtree the whole game, too, just saying, like, talk, talk, like, yelling, like, I mean, that yeah. kind of stuff. That's, I did not see that one time last year. And yeah. I'm not exaggerating that. They did not talk on the floor. I mean, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was bad. That's why I wrote the column that I did, because they just, yeah. no one talked. No leader. I mean, nope. nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. And this year, I've already seen a lot different of an, a lot different of an energy. So. Yeah. No, it, it's good to see. They, they well, they started their season with a win. 1-0. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they can keep it going. Uh Chicago State. Yeah, if they, Chicago if they, if they don't State get a win next. in that game, we'll have a completely different conversation. So next that week, one will be that. November 9th, Friday at 7 p.m. That one's at home too, and then they'll uh, they'll be gone until after. Yeah, that's after. Yeah, they're guaranteed four games right? in that in that tournament, no matter what. So right. yeah, okay. it, it just depends on you know who they actually win, who they play against. But they yeah. start against that CSU Bakerfield who they played last year, um, in Alaska. So. We'll yeah. see what happens. It was yeah. a close game last year, so I don't. I mean, I don't know what'll happen. And then, this year. The, yeah, they'll be back, back in McGurk on what the twenty fifth Sunday. Yep. So that's like the Sunday before classes start back up after Thanksgiving break, yep. right? I think so. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, it seems weird that we're already like thinking about Thanksgiving break. It's not not next week, but uh, week after. It's right? That close. I got yeah. a lot. Of, I got a lot of professors trying to fit in some tests and stuff for them. Oh so yeah, I'm yeah. I hate bit. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the worst. <laughs> trying to make us do all our projects and fit them in right before. Yep. Know. Well, at least you don't have to do it over break. You know, nah, I'll take it. Have some family time, yeah. Exactly. Not <laughs> uh, bad. Moving on to our next subject today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, CMU football. It's our last last game at uh, Kelly Shorts Stadium yep. this weekend on Saturday. I believe it starts at 3 yep. against Bowling Green. Uh, as we were kind of talking about earlier, it's the best of the worst. Both teams. <laughs> both that's teams, the headline of the week. Best of the worst. If you're looking at football. Both teams have one win this year. Both teams do not have one FBS win this year. Both teams are defeated in conference. Somebody's gonna have to win this game. The the, the two numbers, and I'll, I'll give credit to Evan for actually like going and finding them. But three hundred forty eight days since CMU has beat a FBS Division one opponent. Three hundred seventy two for Bowling Green. Now this is one of those games you can just get excited about. Can't you? I, mean, I mean, okay, listen, listen, like, <laughs> listen, Bowling Green. They're usually not that great, yeah. right? Like, when are they ever that good? Like, anytime I've ever heard of Bowling Green, they've never been that good. But for Central Michigan to be this low right now, <laughs> especially coming off of last year, man, it's. I mean, it's hard to not laugh about, dude. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's. I it, mean, it's bad. I, like this, 
Oh, I'm really excited to see how many people will be there. I'm yeah, really excited to see Senior Day. Who's yeah, Senior Day. They've been, definitely be some parents. <laughs> this yeah, there's <laughs> the worst thing ever. I've I've seen it. I know I know you've probably seen it on Twitter the last few days, but like the CMU, I don't know if it's like the football account mm-hmm. or like the athletics account, but they're like Every like few days, they'll do like a thank you from one of their seniors, you know. Like, and every yeah, time I see I, it, I'm like, it the se- like they got two games left, you know. Like, I know why it's because of senior day. Yeah, but, like, I feel like that's just they're giving up on the season. Like, yeah, I, I also <laughs> think they're just trying to do anything they possibly can to get anybody in that stadium one more time. Because yeah, yeah. The weather's not going to help. 35 degrees is not going to make people want to go to a football game. Their record certainly isn't going to make anybody want to go to a football yeah, game. Yeah, so. well, that's the thing. That, this could be their their win. I mean, somebody's got to yeah. win, right? It's gonna be. It's probably going to be bad. Lots of punts. So if you're a if you're a soccer fan, <laughs> check it out. Right, you're going to see a punt probably every four well, or five. You're going to love it, Dylan. I mean, oh, shoot, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good kicking out there. Yeah, a lot of good kicking out there. Uh, you know, the Aussie. What what's his name? Oh, why is it, why is a punter? It's uh, leaving me right now. Uh, uh, Sheldon. Yeah, Jack, Jack Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah. he'll he'll get some time out there. You know, he'll he'll uh, probably have like six points. A lot of punts. He's, honestly, he might be getting himself an NFL job here pretty soon. <laughs> so I don't I don't know, but I think the I think the one thing if you're actually like, you know a CMU football fan, like you still follow the team no matter yeah. what because you love it, is you're still looking at that quarterback situation. Like you're trying mm-hmm. to see. You know, we we've we've talked about it with Austin Harrogate finally getting in the game last week, going two of five. He threw an interception, so it wasn't like it was better results, but the fact of the matter is they still gave him a shot. But, you know, now it's come yeah. out of practice this week that Tony Poljan isn't going to be a quarterback next year. But, yeah, he's still getting considered to start for this game. Yeah, so where's the logic there, Andy? I, Explain this you, one to you're me. You're asking me. It's, I mean, <laughs> I'm just looking for an answer. Like, yeah, I don't like, okay, the guy's going to be, the guy's not going to be a quarterback next year. So what are we going to do? We're gonna start him at QB next game. We're gonna we're gonna finish out the season with a guy that isn't gonna play there next year instead what of getting him experience at, him, at his actual against, position. Yeah, what do you have against EMU? Uh, he threw for thirty nine 30, yards, thirty nine yards, twenty seven, and yeah. interception. Sounds like a DN stat. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like they put in somebody that isn't supposed to be playing the position, and that's yeah. that's where he and is. That's exactly I mean, what they did. It's just it doesn't make sense to me. And like you know, you can ask Bonamago the question. And yeah. He hasn't really given an answer that's like, you know, like why they're yeah. still putting him there. There, I haven't heard anything about that. So, I mean, no, George he's Pier- just like, he'll dodge it. He'll avoid it. He'll he'll explain, well, we're still trying to win games. Well, it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You, like, you might as well give this kid a shot and let him do something. I mean, even if he's not, I, mean, I understand George Pearson probably would have been their guy if he wasn't injured right now. Mm-hmm. Like that'd probably be the guy that they're going to go with. And I think he actually would have gotten more time, but I don't care how unready it might seem that Austin Harrigan is. Like, right. give him a shot. You never know what's going to happen if you mm-hmm. let a kid start a game that has never started a game before. Exactly. That's energy, man. Like, you never know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, it, it's it better, could happen. It's, it's better know, it's than be- what you already know, which is Tony Poljan's going to do nothing. Yeah, it's better than just, you know, putting out what you know is going to happen. Tony Poljan's going to, you know, fall for three yards twice and then incomplete <laughs> a pass, and they're going to punt it again. <laughs> You know, even when they're like in in the red zone, you know, they'll still end up with you know just getting a field goal. It'll it's it's just it, rough. it's not even that it just you know makes it so that way they have someone new at quarterback. It just it's the dynamic it adds their offense of having someone that you know like we've talked about. He's a security net. You throw the ball mm-hmm. up to him, even if it looks like it's gonna be an interception, he's a guy that's gonna save it from being one because he's so big, or he's gonna pull down exactly. the catch. And also just trick plays. What do bad teams do when you try to get a win? You you do a, a trick play to switch things up mm-hmm. and maybe get lucky. Yeah, and he lets he you throw. He lets you do that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but they're not you know not using them. It's just unbelievable, he, yeah, man. And, yeah, <laughs> it's it really is. I mean, I mean, 
Jonathan Ward's done a couple. He's he's thrown it more than. And he's expected to be back this week. Maybe yeah. he'll finally find the end Maybe zone like, here in week. What are we in eleven now? Yeah, yeah. The the second to last week of the uh, of the year. You know we'll that's see. you know coming in the year. I think that was the, that was like the first like premiere story we put out in the year because that was mm-hmm. obviously supposed to be like the guy. I mean, he was coming yeah. back after tearing it up down last year, and he doesn't even have a touchdown this year. I mean, I don't even know how you can fall off that bad. Like despite like injuries, whatever else, like <laughs> if you play, disgusting. You man. know, like it's really it's rough. It's, it's rough. It's bad. I don't. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he was he was the guy. He was the best offensive player they had, and, and nobody was questioning that whatsoever. That was returning. I mean. That was the answer. We're not we're not here to poke fun at people or make fun of people. That's not what we're doing. It's just they haven't given us anything good to talk about. Yeah. So just, what do you, I mean? What do you have to say besides what these guys have put on the field? The Jonathan Ward thing. It's just it's incredible because like he's been playing, and for like probably like the first six seven weeks, you know, nobody ever said anything about him being injured. It's just that. Like he just wasn't, you know, having any production. Exactly, and clearly it was. And now like the nagging. excuses have, you know, started to come in with with injuries and all this other stuff, which is fine. But yeah. I mean, why are we playing him then? So, yeah, exactly. Like, why are we playing him every snap if he's so injured? It's I don't and know. it's not that they don't have like capable running backs behind him, like you know. Yeah, like Romello and, Ross can run the ball. Exactly, Romello well, Ross. Yeah. Like they both can do the job just fine. Like they can get the job done. It's obviously an offense that didn't have. Any talent at all that we thought right. coming the year might have had still enough to be able to do it, but they just don't. I mean, the receiving core, the quarterback that clearly lacks the ability to be able to be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you could have. That's just a recipe for disaster. You know, I yeah. when I made my prediction earlier in the year to, for them to go six and six, you know, I I thought I was being generous to be completely yeah. honest with you. Like I thought, yeah. like I thought six and six was about the best I could possibly give them, and I thought with their defense they could they could get there. Yeah, and it's I, just not no, even. I didn't think those were super, you know, well off either. Yeah. I thought they'd get a, f- I thought they'd get a few wins. You yeah, know? They, I, their like, defenses. They have so many seniors and people that are back. And yeah, they've yeah. had to fight off a couple injuries, but it's not like they've lost that much. Like they still have a good enough defense. Yeah, and it's been like good compare enough. compare this year's defense to last year's. It's just like one, you know, maybe step down. Yeah, you know, it's right? not like it's like a Josh Cox away from being yeah, as good exactly. as they were the last same year. As, yeah. And they got Xavier Crawford, and he's been great all year. Yeah. Honestly, quietly, he's been really good for them still, which you would have expected mm-hmm. you know him coming from a, a bigger school but it's like you know they, they can't do that much you know we, last game the only touchdown that CMU got was from their defense Mike Dana returned a fumble for a touchdown I mean like yeah you need those plays when you have a bad offense don't get that me wrong all the all the points that they scored but yeah that's it man I mean CMU is averaging like, 15, they're averaging 15 points a game dude I mean that's that is bad. I mean I can't I I can't like yeah. sugarcoat it anyway. I mean but here's the one here's the plus if you're you know looking for some positives. Bowling Green allows forty six point three points per game. If CMU scores forty six point three points or more, but against maybe they could get twenty. Maybe they could get twenty. I'll literally shave my head. Dude. I, <laughs> we're making more shaving, <laughs> shaving the head. If they bets score forty six, I honestly, I'd probably make the same bet with you. I, honestly, no. If they score forty six in the last two games combined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, because Toledo, they'll probably yeah, they're not going to score. Yeah, they're not going to score for you. Yeah. Toledo's still playing for something. They're not going to score any points on Toledo. Yeah, yeah. But Toledo, I mean, plus they're just they're better. Always way better. Than yeah, us. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, no, yeah, no, no doubt. But yeah, forty six. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just telling you that this defense is porous. Like they will give up points. So yeah. maybe CMU can like put something together and score a couple touchdowns in this so, game. Earlier when we were recording the pregame video, yeah. you predicted a win. Yes. 
So defend that for me, just, I, for, just for a moment. I still, I still think they're going to get the win. I do. I think senior day, their defense plays with enough pride that they literally shut down Bowling Green's offense. I don't think Bowling Green's offense is anything special. Right. Yeah, they have a quarterback in Jared Dodge that he's he's throwing twenty three touchdowns this year, so he can pass. Um, and Scott Miller is the receiver on the other end of it. It's been good. He's got seven of those touchdowns, but I don't. I don't think that they have enough firepower with Simi's corners, which I actually think are pretty good, and their defense overall. I think Simi's defense gets a big touchdown late and wins yeah. the game for him. It kind of sends – I'm just, like, picturing it in my head. I'm trying to give them one <laughs> bone right here that they're going to have you – know, I'm, I'm throwing it to them, that they're going to get that, like, script the right way, that their offense couldn't do anything, but their defense did enough to be able to finally just get them a, a Mac win. Yeah, just, just, just enough. So I, you know what? I feel for some of these seniors, man. I'm just being straight well, up. You like, got it. Yeah, you got I Some mean, of the seniors in that defense got put in a situation that they can literally do nothing about. I mean, yeah, they're, they're like at, with an Fowler offense. Like guys like that, the guys what who've been waste. around, been uh, on winning teams. Exactly. You know? What a waste of a great player. I mean, that guy is – he, he could go somewhere. I seriously think he could. He's a good linebacker, yeah. He makes, he makes tackles. They had a great defensive line this year. I mean, through and throughout, it was a pretty good overall defense, and they haven't had any offense to back him up. I mean, that's that's right. going into every game, and you're just – got to be sitting on the sideline if you get a big turnover and just like, oh, my God, like we didn't, like, oh my we gosh, didn't score yeah, again. They're, they're, like yeah. it's – you know, yeah. <laughs> every, time, every time they get – like the defense, they'll play well, and they'll they'll get off the field. And then Sammy will just punt right back. Field position is never the problem. It's the fact that they yeah. can't they get, get a first down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's where it's at. I, yeah. I'm going I'm to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they win. That doesn't mean that they won't lose this game, though. I'm is just there, letting is you know a score that. prediction or is it? Yeah, you this would be like, like literally Sammy would literally win this game like 10 to 7. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> 10 they, to 7. Like they will be down late. And yeah. it'll be like mid fourth quarter. Okay. And, you know, they'll be trying to throw in a third down for a first down or something. And I could see like Xavier Crawford picking it off. Yeah, I feel back. like it's going to be a pretty low, low, they'll get, low. They'll get their one field game. goal per game from Ryan Tice because right. he's the one good offensive player they have. Yeah, he scores yeah. points. So, well, I guess, I guess we'll see. Saturday, 3 p.m., Kelly Short Stadium. It's going to be cold. So, uh, if you're going to go, you better wrap up. Uh, yeah couple layers because it's going to be freezing. Plus, you, be know, interesting. you know, the field won't heat up at all with those guys. Playing <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all we got for you this week on Marin and Blood. Thanks for listening. <laughs>